Hello and welcome to TBC Equipped. We are a ministry of Trinity Baptist Church in Norman, designed as a resource to help you engage our culture for the sake of the gospel. I'm here with Ryan Polk. Hey, Ryan. Hey, man. My name is Curtis Winkle. And we are talking today about a new initiative that we're doing. This comes from the, the uh, North American Mission Board, and it's called Hoosier One. Ryan, you preached on this this morning. Over the next couple of weeks, we're going to take some time in our uh, Sunday school time just to talk about this. Uh, and it has to do with evangelism. So can you just kind of lay out what, what is Hoosier One? Yeah, so this is a, a new kind of, like you call it, an initiative that started by our North American Mission Board under the encouragement of our current SBC president, J.D. Greer. And so one of the, uh, I don't know, complaints over the years has been, well, you can't make evangelism a program. But with that has come the idea of if you don't talk about it and have something in front of the people, just helping us, remind us, encourage us in that way, it just doesn't get done. And so this is not a program, but it is a special emphasis where every, the idea behind it is every believer thinks of someone in their life that needs Christ and then commits to pray for and share with that person. And the great thing about it is if you know the gospel and know a way to share the gospel, you're already equipped to do this. And then if you're one comes to know the Lord, great. Uh, if they don't, then we keep praying, and but we can just move and and, and have another one. Yeah. And so it repeats and reproduces itself yeah. uh, so well and really just keeps all it is, is is a way to keep it on our minds. Yeah. Yeah. So you're hoping this will be something that we um, can just work into the fabric of Trinity, right? Just like this is an ongoing thing. Like you've always got someone you're praying about and sharing the gospel with. Yeah, I think so. I mean, this is a weakness in my life and I want to get better at it. Uh, it ought to be. It really ought to be something that's so second natural, uh, second nature to us as Christians, and yet it's something that's often not even on our radar. I think Barna did a study a while back that most believers uh, will live their entire Christian life and not share the gospel with another person. That's interesting. That's, that's probably a North American study, right? I think it's worldwide. Yeah, I would think it was probably North America. Yeah. yeah. So I think um, part of part of probably what's going on behind there is, especially where we live. It's it's an assumed thing, right? Nominal Christianity has existed for uh, a good while now, yeah, know, decades for sure, if yeah. not a century. So, as we as we kind of go about our days, go about our lives, it's not ingrained in us to share the gospel because I think there's an assumption there that well, everybody knows it, right? Well, and I think too that sometimes as Christians, it's just really easy for us to have the overwhelming number of our relationships be with Christians, mm. and so. When that's all you're with, you're not thinking gospel. Yeah. Um, and and so we've got to do a better job probably of building relationships, getting outside the church, uh, mm-hmm. getting to know people that we know don't don't know Christ um, so that we can be effective in sharing. So let's start at the beginning. So if we're going to evangelize, what, what what is the word evangelism? What does that look like? What does that mean? Right. Yeah. So, I mean, at the heart of what we're trying to do is it is just the the call that Jesus has given all believers to go and tell others about him. And so, you know, we refer to this as, you know, evangelism, you know, sharing the good news, the gospel, witnessing. Sometimes those are a little nuanced and have different uh, different meanings, but they're all kind of under this big umbrella of making sure that someone who doesn't know Christ knows is introduced to him. Yeah. Yeah. So how about, how about, so if we're going to share the gospel, 
what is, as simply as we can put it, what is the gospel? Yeah, so, you know, just on a baseline, you know, we have to understand who Jesus is. So we want to tell people, you know, this is the son of God and he came to earth and lived a perfect life. And because he loved us, uh, he went to the cross and paid the penalty for our sin. And uh, so we can go into Romans, you know, the, that the wages of sin is death, but the free gift uh, of eternal life comes through believing in Christ. And so uh, then we share that everyone has sinned, you know, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So there's the idea of once people understand who Jesus is and what he's done, what our condition is of being separated from him, then there's the idea of trusting and repenting. And so I think those are two really key things. You know, we're not asking people to agree with facts. It's to place their trust in a person and that it involves a change of repentance. It's saying that I've been wrong. I am wrong. And I'm trusting Jesus to make me right. Um, And then committing to follow and and, and obey him as we move forward. And so um, and I think in that you talk about the good and the bad. Right. I mean, there's there's consequences to any decision we make. Make. A decision for Christ, the consequences are that we have a relationship with him in eternal life. But if we don't, we have chosen to stay separated and dead in our sin and, and be separated from him for all of eternity. Yeah. Yeah. I was just reading, we're um, working through the Sermon on the Mount in my Sunday school class. And we were reading Jesus talking about the promise of persecution for uh, those who follow him. And so I think Jesus doesn't pull punches when he shares the gospel. And so, so it's important for us not to, as you said, eternal life is offered. You're, you're to be reconciled to God. You're no longer an enemy. We're peacemakers and we're bringers of good news in that sense. And yet at the same time, we have to commun- you know, communicate it with truth and grace and say, it is not an easy road. This right. is not for the, you know, this is not going to be all roses and rainbows. Uh, following Jesus is a narrow path and he demands lordship over your life. Um, so, so how about uh, talk about a little bit about um, different ways. I mean, there, there are countless resources on this. There are, you know, you and I grew up with tracks and methods and, yeah. you know, Roman road and all that. How do we, how, what do we, how about how did those things, how can those things be maybe misused? Yeah. Well, I think that's always kind of been the gripe is, you know, they get too, um, they're too choppy or they're too kind of just, you know, processed, if you will, you know. Uh, but I also kind of swing it the other way and take the position of, well, I like my method of doing it better than your method of not doing it. And so there's been a lot of the critique, I feel like, has also been done by people who aren't doing anything. That's right. So I think the most I think the most reasonable way to approach this is is to recognize that what we're trying to do is share this core message of the gospel. The vehicle that you use to to get that message to someone is is important, but not as important as getting the message there. Mm -hmm. So I think it's going to happen. And I mean, this is why if you say, well, what was the evangelism strategy of the New Testament? Well, you've got tons and tons of different examples and ways of the gospel being shared in the New Testament. Yeah. From Jesus himself in the gospels to the apostle Paul, all through Acts. And what that tells us tells me is I think relationships, I think gifts, personality, all that stuff plays into how we're going to share well uh, with people. And so we just have to factor all that in. And this is why, you know, being prepared in season and out of season, asking like Colossians, like Paul says, pray our speech, be seasoned with salt, you know, being ready, knowing what to say, when to say it. 
Yeah. Uh, all of those things are so key because the message isn't going to change. All the all the good, and I use that you know broadly. Mm-hmm. All the good tracks or gospel presentations, they still have the basic. Yeah. It's the same stuff. I mean, it's the gospel. Uh, but you know, like if you've got a neighborhood that you've known for twenty years, you're not starting maybe at. You're starting in a relationship already. If you're sharing with someone who's grown up in church, you're starting at a different place than someone who's never heard of hmm. Jesus or, you know, yeah. that kind of deal. If you're in a in an apologetic conversation with someone who's really just antagonistic towards Christ or the gospel, uh, those are different conversations. And so what we're trying to do is get equipped and and to be able to be effective in a lot of those different ways. Yeah. Yeah. So your method of, of doing it is a lot better than my method of not doing it. Right. It's kind of what you said. I think so. Off. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's right. That honors Jesus a little more and is obedient to share. So we're going to share in the next couple of weeks about some different ways that you can approach the gospel. Right. Yeah. You have those. You want to talk about a couple of those? Yeah. So what we're going to do, we're going to, so we preached on it uh, this Sunday, both morning and night. And where we started though, wasn't necessarily even with evangelism. It was just realizing what Christ has done for us and then who God is. And, uh, trying to just become more and more in awe of who he is and what he's done. Um, I, I think that's a safer place to start than like adding, here's one more thing you need to do as a Christian. Just now start telling people about Jesus. There's going to be times where we need that encouragement and that discipline, but I think it also needs to be more of a flow out of, man, we're just amazed. It's if we found out we had a, if we had a disease and we found out tomorrow there was a cure, we'd be telling everyone about the cure. Yeah. It's kind of like Jesus in the, in the gospels when he would, he would heal someone and then tell them, don't go to now. Don't tell anyone. Yeah. And they made it about eight steps right. before they were just, they couldn't keep Over from telling. Following. That's how, you know, that may be really, I mean, we may say, ah, I just don't see that, but that's what we ought to be. Yeah. What it'd be great to be like. Yeah. But then next week and the next week, so the next two weeks in our campus group time, we are going to just work through some, encouragement but also equip people with some things so we're going to look at Acts 17 and kind of think through the model of of contextualization of the gospel so the idea that i may not be a missionary by job or vocation but everything that we ask our missionaries to do in a foreign place ought to be the same things i'm doing here i've got to learn the language i've got to go where non-christians are i have to be faithful and to see the needs and those kinds of things. There's all that to be happening here at home if I'm not called to go uh, somewhere else. And so we're going to look at what that looks like. And then we'll turn towards some, some pretty easy methods that people can use with some resources that are just at the tip of our phones. A uh, couple of really good apps, one called Three Circles, one called Two Ways to Live. And we're going to teach people how to use those and those will be on their phones. So, I mean, we know how people are with their phones um, so they'll always be able, you know, you get somewhere, you don't have a track or something like that. Well, this one, the track goes with you wherever you go. Okay. So some people hear you mentioned this this morning. Some people hear the word evangelism and there's a knee jerk cold sweat, right? Yeah. People are nervous about sharing the gospel. So what if, let's say I'm an introvert, right? I'm an introvert. I just, that that's really hard for me. Yeah. What would you say to that person? In the ministry, you would think that that all the guys that work here were just like great evangelists, but I think it's a struggle for most of us. And uh, and we don't. Why why is that? Why is it so hard? Just in general. Yeah. Why is it hard to share the gospel? 
I mean, I think it is the peak of spiritual warfare. And so I don't, I don't think we should ever anticipate it being easy. Mm. Uh, now, I think some people are so gifted in it, you know, yeah. spiritually gifted, uh, that it, it is a lot easier for them. But, you know, like I said, I, I don't know a lot of those people. Yeah. Um, so I think that's part of it. I think the other thing is, I mean, you, we were talking about running before we started the podcast. You know, I mean, people who don't run ever running sounds terrible and hard. Yeah. You know, so, but then you run your first day and you run a few blocks. You may have to walk a bunch, but you run a little bit. Right. And then day in, day out, it just, it gets easier and easier and easier. So I think a big part of the hardness of evangelism is just a demonstration of how little we're doing it. Yeah. The, be- the more we do it, the better we get at it, the more comfortable we get at it, all of those things. And I think there can, there can sometimes be, and this can go both ways, but there can be an overemphasis on, I have to close the deal. I have, right. I, they have to accept the gospel or I have failed. Right. And that's not the, the command we're given, right? It's to go and preach the gospel. Yeah. Right? It's to go and herald the good news that Jesus has come and your sins can be forgiven. You can be reconciled to God. That's where our our command ends, right? And the Holy Spirit we trust is working. And so yeah. whether they're offended, whether they're, you know, reject this completely out of hand, uh, that's God's business, right? Right. And there was a there was a study done, and I, I, I don't know how it was done, but it's been several years where the number was, I think, seven times that, that most people will hear the gospel seven times before they come to know the Lord. Well, I mean, if that's true and we're sharing the gospel with people, we don't know. Let's just say that number is accurate. We don't know. We don't know what number we are in in the that's right. in this deal. So, you know, we're trusting God now. I think we have to be a little careful with that uh, because there is an urgency. Mm. You know, and you see that in the. Right. I mean, Second Corinthians five is a place I keep going as I've been thinking about this. About you know, we plead with men. You know, yeah. we're begging you and imploring you to come to Christ. Um, so I don't think people need to be afraid of closing the deal, but I don't think they should mm. not make and give a give people a chance to respond either. Right. You know, let them know they need, there's a decision that needs to be made. They may not make it, but there is, there is no neutrality when it comes to, to comes to this issue. There's a great Spurgeon quote. Uh, I've got pulled up here. Um, he says, if sinners be damned, at least let them leap to hell over our dead bodies. And if they perish, let them perish with our arms wrapped about their knees, imploring them to stay. If hell must be filled, let it be filled in the teeth of our exertions and let no one go unwarned and unprayed for. And that's what we're echoing, right? Like, yeah. if they're going to go to hell, don't let it be with us just ignoring them, not praying for them, not warning them about what's to come, right? So, um, all right, Ryan. So just to kind of recap, who's your one? Really excited about this initiative. Want people to to, uh, to jump on board with this and and really start praying for, for one person in their life over the next six months. Is that right? Yeah, I just think, well, I mean, I think it'll cycle through, yeah. you know, it, so you know, that's a great thing. There's no real time limit, but we're going to pray for people for 30 days. Okay. So, all right. So, so we've got bookmarks now we're giving out. Yeah. So tell us about those. Yeah. So we just, I mean, it's just a little resource and they can get them from the church or even at whosyourone.com. And it's got 30 days worth of scripture, a scripture every single day to pray for the person that you are hoping comes to know that will come to know the Lord. And, uh, and then hopefully that it'll work really synergistically together as you're praying for them and praying the scripture for them, your desire and opportunity to share with them will come together and you'll, you'll tell them about Christ and what Christ has done in your life. That's right. That's right. 
Okay, thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time on TVC Equipped.